There's definitely a whole lot that can be said today. We have a lot in the readings, a lot in our, in our gospel. It's a, it's a longer goth, gospel, but one of the things that this day always reminds me of is a lot around my own ordination as a deacon. And part of the reason was because when I was ordained a deacon, my father, he spoke at the dinner that, that evening. And, um, you know, I don't know, sometimes your dad just surprises you, right? And um, when he spoke that day, he read the words of Simeon. And, you know, you don't know these things sometimes about your parents until they share them in dramatic fashion like that. But his feeling was once he saw me get ordained and then knew I would be ordained a priest in the future, that he said, I, I could pretty much die a happy man at this point. Just like, and that's exactly what Simeon says. It said he would not die until he was to see, you know, the Savior to the Gentiles. But as soon as he sees Jesus, he was like, now I can die. Let your servant go in peace, Lord. You know, at that point, that was all that he needed to fulfill his whole entire life. But one of the things that you notice that's so amazing about this, this story is that who is it that receives this information? Two very, very devout believers, Anna and Simeon. These were two people who were really close to the Lord, were really close to their church, were, were in the temple. They said Anna was there day and night praying. So the people that were allowed to see this insight of who Jesus actually is are the people that were the closest to the Lord. That's a really important distinction right there. You know, he didn't just kind of go appear to somebody and wake them up from their slumber of just living whatever life they wanted to live. It was people who already were seeking to be close to him. They already were close to him. And because of that, he knew that when he communicated with them, like they said, the Holy Spirit was upon Simeon. You don't really hear that from many of, the, many, of, many of the Jewish people or Jewish leaders or religious leaders of that day. But it required, just like the Holy Spirit overshadowed our Blessed Mother to bring Jesus into the world, the Holy Spirit is the one that allows Simeon to see and to prophesy what's really to come about Jesus' life. And that's an amazing, amazing thing that we have to realize. It's our own closeness to the church. And again, even here and there, after they had done all of the things prescribed by the law. You know, a lot of the times people feel like many of the things that we do as Catholics kind of seem like burdens or just a lot of things to do. But as you see, devout believers, they do all the things prescribed by their law in that day. And that's an important thing, to be obedient Catholics. There, there's a process that we have for doing things. Every once in a while, you know, we'll get somebody who might come along as an adult and say, you know, uh, I want to be baptized. And you're like, that's fantastic. But you have to do all of these things before you could be baptized as an adult. There's a lot of preparation that you go, to, go through. And that's not, you know, 
we don't do that. We don't hold baptism classes because, like, you know, Father Peter just, like, loves preaching on baptism on a Tuesday night to prepare everybody on baptism. We do it for the benefit of the, the person to be baptized so that they understand what they're going to partake of. We want people to understand what they're going to be a part of. We know in the past that the catechumen, it used to be like two or three years long. Now it's like a measly, like what, nine months or so? It's not even quite a year in comparison. That's relatively short in comparison. But sometimes it's disheartening to people. They're like, oh, you mean I can't just join like right now? It's like, no, we need to know that you understand what you're joining. And why would we need to do that? Is because just as it said that Jesus grew strong in wisdom and stature, ultimately it is his body that we end up receiving. And you need to be able to understand that. You don't have to be a theological expert, but you do have to understand the basic precepts of the faith so that you can actually receive the Lord at the altar worthily because it truly is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And so people need to understand these things about their faith before they can really receive it. Because as we learn from St. Paul, if you receive our Lord in the Eucharist unworthily, you eat and drink a judgment upon yourself. It's no small thing. It's a big thing. We have to be worthy to receive the body of Christ. And so to do that, we need to learn. We actually have to be devout believers, just like Simeon and Anna. They're, they're amazing examples for us on this day. And um, I'll just say lastly, I'm always humbled by the idea of the very next mystery that we celebrate in the rosary. Of course, you know, um, as Mary and Joseph presented the child Jesus in the temple, then eventually, once he is growing up, they see him teaching in the temple. And I can't tell you how humbling it is sometimes to be at a mass and preaching and to be seeing my parents, like sitting there in the pew some of those days. And I just wonder sometimes, I always think of that mystery that, that I'm like, oh my gosh, you never want to. It's so strange for my parents to be watching me. They're the ones who taught me and raised me. And then now I'm the one who's preaching the word of God. But again, that would never happen without this great intercession of the Holy Spirit and grace for my parents to be docile enough to listen to their, uh, listen to their son um, preach about our Lord. So it's an important thing that we raise believers and we teach them to be devout believers that understand what we truly believe as Catholics. God bless you all today.